Welcome back to your next stop. This is Juliette Hahn. In this episode, I speak with Zarifa Arije. She is the founder of A Moo Beauty. And you guys, this story, I had chills literally multiple times. It is a beautiful triumph story that happened out of tragedy. You can follow Zarifa on Instagram is where she mainly hangs out or the website, which is amubeauty.com. And that is A-M-M-U-Beauty.com. And Instagram, it is a Moo Beauty brand. So A-M-M-U Beauty brand. Her personal is Z-E-E-A-R-I-J-E. And again, this is a story that you do not want to miss. This beautiful beauty brand was founded out of tragedy. And um, it's it's so amazing. And Zarifa also gives, if you guys are out there that you're thinking you want to create something, she gives some really good steps on what to do if you have an idea. So you don't want to miss this. Don't forget to follow me, Juliette Hahn, on LinkedIn or on Facebook. And then I'm also at I am Juliette Hahn on the rest of the socials, literally every single one. <laughs> you can find us and you can find your next stop on all of the podcast players. My website is imjulietthan.com. And I'm excited to share another story that is going to inspire you beyond belief. Have you ever been listening to your favorite podcast and that moment comes up and you think, oh my gosh, I need to share it? Well, now you can with Picked Cherries. What I love about Picked Cherries so much is that when I'm listening to my favorite podcast and that moment comes up that I want to share, I can take a snippet, which is called a Picked Cherry, and I can send that to my friends and family so they can get involved in the podcast that I love. It's almost like sending an IG or a TikTok. Available now, iOS and Android. If you're not picking cherries, are you really listening to podcasts? Hello, everyone. Welcome back to your next stop. You know, I say this every single time, but truly, truly excited to share this next story. You're going to be inspired. So welcome to your next stop, Zarifa Arije. Thank you so much for having me. It's an honor to be on here. I am. I'm just so excited because I've, you know, my, my listeners know I listen to a little bit or I, I kind of do a little tiny bit of research because I like to know a little bit, but then I stop because it's really about the curious questions. So I can't wait to dive. So Zarifa is the founder of Amu Beauty and the story behind it is so incredible and so inspiring. So I, I really can't wait for you to share how Amu Beauty became about. So if you can give us a little background of where you grew up a little bit, you know, if you went to university and um, kind of how Amu Beauty came about, that would be wonderful. Yeah. So um, I went to a business school. It's called Baruch. It's part of like the CUNY New York City school system. Um, and I graduated with my accounting degree had a bunch of internships. And right then and there, I knew that accounting was not for me because it was so like in the box, you had to make sure everything was balanced, everything checked out. And I was the total opposite of that. Like I couldn't even add something like with flavor or like any sort of interesting things to my day to day. So I absolutely hated it. I didn't know what I wanted to do, um, but I knew I was really good at speaking with people, sharing stories, all of that. So I slowly transi transitioned into HR and that kind of brought 
a little piece of like a little fire out on me because I was able to bring my creativity into the workplace. I was able to speak with people. I could hear their stories. I could help them out as much as possible. Um, so it was great. Um, and I kind of ran with that HR. Um, I was in benefits. So I was really helping people with, you know, their families and all of that. So I do want to pause you for a second because I'm very curious. So what made you go into accounting uh, you know, at first, because my father, who's first generation came to America, um, I'm actually first generation came to America. And he was like, this is the safest route. We have uncles that are accountants and they're like managing directors of like the big four. And it's going to be amazing. You're going to be successful. And for my father, success was having a stable job and graduating college and having this big financial firm that I worked for. And so I did that for him. And, um, I slowly realized that inside of me, it was like, okay, I wanted to make my dad proud, but I also wanted something that had purpose in my life. So I still stuck with the corporate world. He was a little disappointed when I went into HR because he was just like, I don't understand what is HR. Someone has never been in corporate, doesn't understand what HR is. Right. So, um, that was great. Um, I, I, I switched around from like big banks to big banks. And I think like at the end of the day, it was, it still brought back, like I could not put my full flavor into the job. And, um, I just felt like I had more purpose. Um, I was dealing with a lot. So like I was dealing with infertility. I was dealing with trying to have a, a baby, just being newly married, being super young. Um, and it just, brought a lot of things to question. At the time, my mom was living with me. She was like my absolute best friend. Um, I would come home and she was still working at the time. And we would just spend so much time together with, you know, just us and like really starting to love and know her as a woman um, as I was transitioning into, you know, wanting to be a mom and all of that. Fast forward a little bit, um, to our surprise, we did get pregnant. Uh, we tried a lot of fertility things that just didn't work. A lot of money spent, a lot of years, just like terrible, terrible, dark times. But mm -hmm. we were like, you know what? It's in God's hands. We're going to stop trying and just it happened. I know a lot of people hear that story, but right. it really is true. Um, we ended up having a baby um, and... That again, just was another huge magnifying glass into my life. Like, what am I doing? Um, how can I leave this like little baby at three months and go back to work? And I just wasn't satisfied. I wasn't happy. And then unfortunately, my mom, she actually went on vacation and passed away suddenly while on vacation, which was a huge shock um, to all of us. I think it was, you know, like very gut wrenching where like, brought everything into perspective, right? Like this woman that really planned out her entire life and had so much more planned just could not happen. It just didn't happen for her. And that really, really, I mean, I, I completely started questioning everything I was doing. And I think something that traumatic when it happens to you, you start questioning the day-to-day -day things. Um, and then I, I, what was crazy is we had the first baby and then I ended up getting pregnant again while I was three months postpartum. So here I am oh. with two kids under the age of one, basically. Um, and unfortunately, that's when my mom passed. I had a three month at home. I had a one year at home and I really just I could not even fathom going back to work. So I gave my notice and I said, you know what, like life is too short, even if we have to 
cut our expenses and I have to stay home with my kids. That's just something I have to do. Right. And I'm going to pause you again. So, you know, thank you for sharing that because I can't even, I can't even fathom what that loss is as you're becoming a new mother because, you know, and, and trying to raise your family. Um, because, and you know, a lot of my listeners are moms and it is when you're close with your mom and you're, yeah, it's such a crazy time. Also, when you're first having your kids, I mean, people always think I, I, I knew I always wanted to be a mom. I babysat. It was like, this is what I was meant to do for my life. This is what I, you know, I know I want. And I even remember after my first being like, holy crap, this is a lot different than babysitting, yeah. which, <laughs> which I knew it was going to be. But just how we change as women is kind of, um, it's almost, it's almost, it's crazy. I mean, it's remarkable in a, in a sense because it's like, wow, I have this little person to take care of and really form and, and I want to be the best mom that I can, but you're feeling so out of your comfort zone. I, I always share that. I am a very confident person. I was pretty much very confident my whole life. And I think the first time that I was really insecure was when I had a, a brand new newborn because everything I did wasn't right for this baby. And I just remember being like, I thought this was going to be like, I know kids. I've been around kids my entire life. Why is this child? What is going on? And it really was a moment, as you said, that you really question everything. So the fact that you're going through this and then you lose your mom, who you're extremely close with, that just had to be I mean, just so tragic. So, you know, I just, I appreciate you sharing that because I know it's still, I mean, it was right before COVID if I'm not, yeah. if I'm not. Mm-hmm. It's like before COVID even was COVID. And like, I think in, in March, so she passed away in February. It was in March that borders were being shut. Travel was being closed off. Um, and so we had no idea. And she's in this like third world country. So yeah, it was just... When I think back at that, I, I, and it's really sad to say, but I don't even remember like raising my son because I was in such a traumatic time in my life. I've never had anyone pass away that was that close to me. Right. And I guess a part of me is very lucky because it, it took me 30 years to experience this, this traumatic loss, but it also like, I'm so grateful that like my mom did leave in such a like great, happy life. Like she, she really did enjoy her time to the fullest given her circumstances. And she was always like, I I always laugh about this, but like, she like coined the term YOLO before YOLO was even a thing. Like she was just like, I'm going to go out my friends. I have work at 6am, but that's fine. And she was like, I don't know, at the time, like 55. And she was like, I'm going to go to this party and I'm going to go with this friends and I'm going to go to dinner and take a picture of me in this outfit. And she was just like, I'll deal with tomorrow when tomorrow comes. And for someone that had that type of energy to just literally within a second be gone and be so far away that I felt like exactly what you said. I had confidence. I had control over my life. How could I like a, I started questioning, why did I let her go? Right. Why did I let her go to the third world country with her friend and not with me? Who didn't do enough to keep her here? And no matter how many of these questions that I had, it just all always brought it back to, this is what fate is, right? Like she lived a wonderful life and I believe in the afterlife. And I think that for, for someone that was as beautiful as her inside and out. 
she's living a miraculous life after death. And I don't ever want her to feel like, man, I should have been there for my daughter. Right. I I don't want her to ever feel like she's missing out because I think that journey for her was just amazing. And she deserves to be in that peaceful place that she is now. Right. And I, and I don't want to bring that cause I want to go where, where this, you know, tragic event then brought this amazing, beautiful life and, and this beautiful company that you created. Um, but can you just take a little bit back? So she went on a vacation with a friend and, and, and had an accident. Is that, is, am I correct there? So she went with, um, her sister and her friends to Bangladesh and she was going for a reunion, like a college reunion. And what's incredible is the night that she passed away, she gave a speech at that reunion. And she said, you know, I don't think I will. I I don't think I'm ever going to come back to Bangladesh. Um, but I just need everyone to just pray for my family. My daughter just had a baby. I want, I want everyone to pray for her and just know that every one of my friends here has made my life so worth living. And what's crazy is we have all this on video, right? This is just a couple of hours before she passed away. And after the party was done, she basically uh, went back to the resort and she just, she was having trouble breathing. And this was not only in a third world country, but like in the village of a third world country. So if there's anything worse than a third world country, that's exactly where she was. It took her like, three hours to even get to a place where there was an oxygen tank. And unfortunately she passed away on route to like a main hospital. But you know, like I, I, I always analyze everything that happened before she passed and it just all made sense as crazy as that sounds like something about her knew she was going and that brings peace to me. And, and it, and it totally should. I mean, I believe, you know, whether you believe in the God or the universe, I do believe that we all had a path and it sounded like your mom, you know, that God needed her there, but she, you know, she knew that she gave you everything. She was there when you were trying to have your babies. That's really, if you think about it, it's mm-hmm. that, I mean, that had to been such a hard time, but to have your mom there with that, through that. And then the fact that you get to see a speech that she made as tragic as her, her passing was, especially cause you weren't there. I mean, right. All those emotions that you have, I just, I can't even, you know, I can't even fathom it because it's never happened to me. And I pray that it never does, but that is just, um, it's, it brings so many different thoughts, as you said, right? Should she have gone? She shouldn't. But the fact that you can be now where you are and it's like, mom, I know that this was meant probably helps you move forward. Remembering her in the way that, you know, you want to the smiles and all of that. But that, I mean, the fact that you didn't know where she was, I mean, all of that just has to be so gut wrenching. Yeah, for sure. And, you know, during that time, I just, the the way I was grieving was through all of her memories. Like, what did she leave behind in the house? And so we were going through her stuff. And then she had this like little, it's not really a book. It's like a notepad. And I remember growing up, she would always take care of herself. She would take care of her skin. She would make these like concoctions. She would like mash up bananas and, and lemon and papaya and yogurt and just smother it on her face. Or she would use ashwagandha and sandalwood. And I would smell all of these smells literally every weekend since the beginning of time, since I could just remember. 
And I would come downstairs and I would see like she would have a face full of whatever it was on her on her. And she would save like a little bit for me. And at the time, I was just like, ew, mom, like, I don't want to put this on. Like, oh, I'm going to smell like I don't want to I don't want to do this. But she would always insist. She was like, trust me, you're going to want to be preventative instead of reactive to whatever is happening. So to make her happy, I always put it, put it on my face. Um, right. and so I found this book with all of her recipes, right? So it was like, Oh, if your skin is peeling after the sun, put this and this and this. Okay. If you're having a breakout and it's because of hormones, put this, put this, put this. If you're breaking out because you put something that you weren't supposed to put on your face, do this and do that. And so just to bring her energy back, I thought, okay, let me just make some of these. And when I tell you, like, I just felt like she was reborn and I was just making it in my home just for myself. It brought so much peace to my life that like, I, I, I felt like she was right there with me. I never even felt like she was gone. And the biggest like stride that I took during grieving her was this. And I basically brought her soul some way, somehow back onto earth. That's amazing. And I can feel like I have literally the chills. Like <laughs> it, it's such an incredible story. I have a very good friend that lost her mom and is, is, is grieving terribly. And I said to her today, we, we had a workout this morning and I said, I, you know, I have an interview today and I think it's something that you're going to need to listen to because it is exactly what you're going through. And I shouldn't say exactly because everyone's experience is different, mm -hmm. but it is, you know, similar to what you're going through. And she right now is trying to create that. Like, how can I mm -hmm. create something to remember my mom? And she has gone through her stuff and found things and she actually is creating something. Mm -hmm. Um it's not in the beauty line, but it is something that her and her mom always did since she was Incredible. little. And so I think that's such a beautiful way. And then you know that your mom is up there, you know, just, you know, jumping up and down. I don't know your mm -hmm. mom, but I could just see like, as you described yeah. <laughs> her jumping up and down and going, yes, this is exactly mm -hmm. what I've been, you know, have been doing. And this is what I've been wanting you to do. And it's such a beautiful mm -hmm. tribute and, um, you know, to your mother. So I absolutely love, I mean, I literally was like <laughs> ready, to, <laughs> ready to cry, ready to laugh because it's such a beautiful story. It, it truly is a beautiful story. So you, so you started making these at home. Yeah. And I, and you know, it, the, the best part is not even that they were like so potent that they worked for whatever concoction I was making it, it soothed the skin. It like reversed signs of aging. It was, it was great. Right. The, the main thing I wanted to do was bring the self-care back into this Western world and taking the time for yourself back into the Western world. Because my fondest memories of my mom was that she always took care of herself in my culture as women, as mothers, as wives, we have to take care of the kids, the house, your husband. And then maybe if you have time with that little time, you still take care of your family. Like you don't even put it to yourself, but right. some way, somehow my mom always found a way to take care of herself, but still have everything down packed with the family. And I grew up seeing my mom take care of herself, but also I was always fed. My house was always clean and my dad was always happy. Right. So these to see that she was able to do that and still take time for herself. I wanted women in this world and in, in this Western world to also feel that as a new mom, 
I had terrible mom's guilt. Um, even before I had kids, I, I, I always felt like I had to take care of my husband. I had to take care of my home. And the little time I had, I would just rush through my self-love routine. Um, mm-hmm. and, she, and, and, and that's kind of what really drove for the company to come alive. It was more so taking the time for yourself because what we have our products, it's not like you squeeze it out of a tube, you splash it on your face, you multitask and you do all of these things. It's okay. Let's pour the powder out. Let's add a little bit of water. Maybe you want to add some yogurt. Let's mix it up. Let's make this luxurious mud like paste and let's put it on our face. And then we're going to wait 15 minutes. And, and right after we wash off, we're going to see that. Wow. Okay. This 15 minutes, not only brought brighter, more beautiful, youthful skin, I also took 15 minutes to reflect on my day, reflect on my week, reflect on whatever it is I need to reflect on. And I think once women started seeing the changes in their skin, it it just automatically brings this sense of, oh my God, I only put in 15 minutes a week for myself. Imagine if I put in an hour a week. Imagine if I put in an hour a day for myself. Um, And it just compounds and it makes you just like, feel invincible to me all of these little things added up and it's been two years since my mom passed and I feel like I'm stronger I feel like I'm just more of the person that I was always supposed to be I just devoted more time to myself and indirectly was just following my mom's path which is such a beautiful message. And it is again, because I know when I had little kids, so I have three, they're teens now, uh, and they were two years apart or they are two years apart. And when they were little, I mean, I did not take care of myself and I played two sports in college. I was always athletic. And I remember walking the dogs with the babies attached to me at some point was how I worked out. And it is such a, such a, it, I mean, I love that that's what your message is because really when you have little kids is really when you should be oh yeah, extra taking care of yourself. Not that, you know, as the kids get older, it, but you do have a little bit more time, like when they're at school and those kind of things. I mean, when they're teens, it's a whole, whole different mm. world. <laughs> that's for a whole nother podcast. But when they're little, you know, when they're little, it is, it's that time that you really do because how can you pour into your, you know, into others cups mm-hmm. if your cup is you're tired, right? I mean, it's, it's so crazy. The other, the other day I had a terrible night's sleep. Our, our boxer, um, I'm a huge animal lover and our dog had ACL surgery. And so it's been like, it's been insane. And I didn't anticipate the lack of sleep for a couple of days. And when I got that lack of sleep, I was like, oh my gosh, like it is so bad. And I don't, Mm. I mean, I, I feel like I was going on adrenaline for years. I mean, years and years and years. And it just kind of was like what it was, but I, I got that little edge, that little grumpy edge. And I was Mm. like, Oh, and then I, and then I got guilty because I was like, Oh, I had that little edge. I know when the kids were little and it was like hard because I stayed home with them and, you know, and then you get that. So the fact that you're offering women and giving that message, just take care of yourself 15 minutes and see what it does is so beautiful. It's so beautiful. And what a testament to your mom that that's what you remember. And that's what the legacy that she left for you is now that you're going to be leaving it for so many women. And, you know, it is one of those things that it's her passing. Would you have done this if she didn't pass? And, you know, saying, I'm sure you would change it, you know, in two seconds. But the fact that she did, and then you took an opportunity to right. say, you know what, mom, I hear you. I see that I found this book because mm-hmm. I believe you found the book, you know, for mm-hmm. a reason. Your mom was like, okay, mm-hmm. here's, this is the next, this is your next stop, right? This is your mm-hmm. next stop in life. And this is what I want for you 
to spread my message that I was giving you, you're going to spread it to the world. And Mm -hmm. I just think that's so beautiful. Thank you. I mean, it really is so special. So tell people where they can find you. I mean, you know, I, I know you have your website, which is um, a mu, and I'm going to spell it because I know everyone's like my, especially my dyslexic listeners. They're like, well, come on, you got you to spell this. It's A M M U beauty. And that's also A M M U beauty.com. Exactly. And my Instagram is Amu Beauty Brand. Um, and then my personal Instagram is Z-E-E-R-E-J-A-R-I-J-E. I love that. I love that. And so tell me what is your, like, if someone's like, okay, I need, like, I want to try a product. What would you recommend the listeners? Like, what would they, like, the number one thing that you're like, try this first, and then you're going to fall in love with everything? Yeah, I would say the glow getter. So the glow getter is our, it was the first formula that I actually um, created. And it's this like nutrient dense, super hydrating face mask. The seasons are changing here in New York. um, And so we need that deep, deep hydration more than just like on the, on the skin level. And that will completely transform your, your skin. So it's not only going to brighten your skin, it's going to deeply moisturize it. It's going to start your uh, collagen production. So it's going to be great. So I think the first product that you should or anyone should start with is the glow getter for sure. Okay, perfect. And so my next question, since I do have teenagers, so I have two boys and a girl, the boys are kind of out of their acne. And my daughter really actually did not she's 13, but she didn't really get acne. But I know when we change, because I'm in New York as well, we all get really dry skin. My mm. my two, I should say my one doesn't he's a little bit more oily. Is this something that you also recommend for teenagers? Like, is this someone everyone can use? And does it matter if you have combination skin? Can you give us a little bit of information there? Yeah. So this is incredible for, for teen teenagers, especially on the market. Now there's so many products that are disrupting to our hormones, especially being a teenager and going through these changes, hormonal changes, you want to use products that are not going to interfere with what your body is naturally doing. And so these products we have three different masks and my uh, favorite thing to do is mis- mix all three masks together because it brings you whatever your skin actually needs. Your skin is a lot smarter than a lot of people think and they start to gravitate towards things that they need. So in order for us to create like the perfect mask, it's called the trifecta and it's all three of them put together. You said one of your son's skin is oily. So a lot of the time in the Western world, we want to strip that oil out, but that in turn just leaves your skin even more oily because your skin thinks, oh, there's not enough oil because it just keeps running out. So I'm going to make more and more and more oil. Our products basically bring your skin back to the basics and is like, okay, I have oily skin let me put this mask on. It's going to make my skin believe there's enough oil. And in the long term, there won't be extra sebum or extra oil. So I think our products is more like geared towards what does your skin need? And your skin is going to pull exactly what it needs from our products to give it that balanced, uh, beautiful, bright, young skin. I love that. And I love, and I can't wait to share with the kids because they're always like, mom, you know, we, and I am all about natural, like anything that I use is natural, we mm-hmm. organic as much as I can, as you said, like, yeah. it's, you know, in this world, it's really hard. And when you have teens, and they, you know, well, this is what my friend's using. And I'm like, yeah, yeah that's like a dermatologist, like, that, no, <laughs> that's terrible. I'm not letting you use that. That's gonna like, you know, hurt your kidneys and all these other things. Oh my we're God, not- you are my soul sister. <laughs> 
<laughs> so that is I, so me. <laughs> I, I, and, and my kids, they, they sometimes will make fun of me. They're like, mom, but his skin kid, I'm like, I don't care. Like you're not using it. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I love that. And so when I started reading a little bit about your products, I, and that's one of the other reasons why, you know, on your next stop, my listeners know anything that anyone that I have on, it's because I truly believe in their product and their story. You know, the story and product have to go hand in hand. Um, I love a story that connects people because people are going to listen to this and they're going to want to try your product products. But the reason they're going to want to try it at first is because of your story. And that's what's so beautiful. And then they're going to hear how they're natural They're you know, and, and everything you just said, which is like completely <laughs> who I am, <laughs> they're going to say, Oh, wait, well, now I really need to go try these, right? I really now and now I want to share this and share that. So I love that this all came about. So can you give a little bit because I know, you know, there's people out there that have ideas, right? They don't they they have ideas, but they don't know where to start. They don't have the inspiration. They don't have the motivation. They have the fear. They have the nerves. When you found your mother's notebook and said, this is what I'm going to do. What kind of path did you have to take? Did you just start mixing in your house? Like who did you have to go talk to now that you have, you know, a company you had to find packaging, I'm sure, and do all of that. Can you tell, I didn't know that's like a very long story. And I am, mm-hmm. I was going to tell you this after, you know, we got off camera, but I would love to have you on the live show because we can, we have an hour and we can really talk about different, you know, really dive into more of this. But if you can just kind of give us a top line, like, okay, you had the idea and you're like, okay, this is the, this is what I did. And this is what I would recommend. Yeah. So that's a really good question. So, um, at first we started making them in our, in our house and I was actually just making it for myself. And then I was, you know, sharing it with my friends because that's what my mom did. My mom would make these concoctions and share it with all of her friends. And all of my friends were like, I don't know what this is, but within two days, whatever problem I had is done. You need to put this out in the world. And to me, I was like, okay, I'm so good in this corporate life. Everything is like, if you need A, go to B. If you need B, you go to C. I don't know how to start a business. So I had to start from scratch. We had to, oh my God, it took like months of just research on like, what certifications do I need? How is the FDA going to approve this? This, these are things that were, you know, normal in the Eastern world, but absolutely not normal in the Western world. And so just getting the groundwork of what does your state, the FDA, what is okay to have drill down on like, what does the packaging need to say? What is legal to say? What is illegal to say? Take as many classes as you possibly can classes in if you want to start a beauty brand, cosmetology classes in mentorship, we spent a lot of money on just classes. And I think that's the greatest investment you can make because in the beginning, you're really not going to make uh, that much. But if you're investing in yourself and just learning the ropes as you're going, that's basically what I did. Um, and you're, I mean, I'm still learning some things. I'm just like, oh my God, I can't believe I said that two months ago, I'm not even allowed to say that. So like, I have to like retract, but that's the beauty of like entrepreneurship. Like you kind of just like on the other side of that fear of that, like hurt is like this magical place, right? Like for me, I always think of my mom's death as like a fire. And the, the more I ran towards that fire and it hurt, but on the other side of that, so much magic was created that I can't even begin to tell you that like, Oh, because you were scared. I I was one foot in one foot out, like just jump for it. If you mess up, 
you're an entrepreneur, you're your own boss. You're not going to fire yourself. You just keep, keep going. And yeah, look at, look at, you know, just, just do a lot of research. That's all I can say. And things will fall into place. You'll take these classes. They'll tell you, okay, the next step is to get someone to do your packaging and design something. The next step is to how do you get into retail? That's what we're trying to do now. We're direct to consumer because I just felt like, you know, I had more control over my brand, but maybe that's something you don't want to do. Maybe you want to go into retail, into wholesale. And what's, what's really incredible is the closer you get to what you want to do, the more doors that will kind of creak open for you. And then you go to the next level and you go to the next level. And it's, it's a beautiful thing. I love that. And, I, and the reason why I have like the silliest smile on my face, I have like this giant smile is because it's everything that I preach about in this podcast. It's mm. everything that I share. I literally say that all the time. When when you find your path and what you're meant to do, the doors just keep opening. They just keep going. And if you just keep pushing forward and don't let fear, you're going to keep going. And, and I always say, sometimes, you know, you'll turn left and it's going to be like, nope, that door is going to shut, but don't stop. So turn right instead, or go straight, try all of it. Because what happens exactly. is when you try all of it, something gorgeous is going to come about. And so exactly. I just have to say, thank you so much for you know joining your next stop and sharing your story. It is a absolute beautiful one. And I am just excited to share with so many people because I can't wait for everyone to try your amazing products. Thank you so much, Juliet. It was such an honor. I mean, when we first booked, I was like, oh my God, no way. So it's just a dream for me to be here. So I appreciate exactly like what you're doing, what you're preaching, all of the guests you've had. It's just been incredible. And I, and I'm so honored to be here. Thank you so much. Thank you so much. So you guys, and you also heard that we're going to have uh, Zarifa on the live show and we'll, we'll let you know when that happens. I'm going to talk to her off uh, offset so we can find out when that is going to be, but it will probably be whether it's going to be in the new year, it's going to be exciting because we're going to dive even into the deeper kind of process of this. So any of you that are out there that are listening that are like, you know what, I, I want to start something. I want to do a beauty bear and I have all these ideas. She's going to kind of take you through it and really and give you some, and we'll be able to have audience interaction, all this amazing stuff. So you guys know what to do, like share rate and review. And what do I say every single time? You might've listened to this and been like, that's great. I'm inspired, but you don't know who needs to hear this. Your neighbor, your mom, your sister, your aunt, your uncle, someone out there needs this inspiration. They need to hear this story. Maybe they lost someone close to them and they're kind of flailing and don't know what to do. Maybe they have something that they want to start. Maybe they're stuck in life and this is the exact story. So please share with as many people as you can. And we will see you this week with another episode of Your Next Stop. I hope you liked this episode of Your Next Stop. Please subscribe to my channel, share with your friends, and join in each week. 